Hello, and welcome to Around the Table, a podcast about food stories from science to everyday life. Yo, welcome to Bite-Sized Experts. Thank you for having me on, Stanley. Uh, you're a neuroendocrinologist who researches obesity at the University of Cambridge. Um, I'd like to ask you some questions about COVID-19 and obesity. Mm-hmm. Um, starting with you know, a very media um, prominent one, which was uh, the UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson's near-death experience with the disease. Johnson had a BMI of 36 at the time and was clearly obese by clinical standards. Uh, do you think his experience is a fairly typical one? I think it probably is. If we actually look at the risk factors for becoming severely ill once you're infected, um, then obesity is certainly up there. So if you actually look at what the, the kind of top two or three, the first um, as I, it's become clear, you know, through looking at all the newspapers and the news, is age. Okay, so it clearly impacts upon um, older people far more. Um, the second, however, are underlying conditions in inverted commas, and up up in the underlying conditions are going to be obesity and type two diabetes, of which both are intimately linked. Obesity and type two diabetes. Eighty five percent of type two diabetics are going to be severely obese, and clearly, being obese, carrying too much fat is clearly a big risk factor for becoming severely ill after getting infected with COVID. What's the the evidence that shows a relationship between obesity and COVID-19? It it must be all very recent. It is very recent. So, And it's just simply looking at the people being admitted to hospital and the people being uh, being put on on a ventilator. And a huge number, I can't pull the exact numbers um, um, off the top of my head, but if you actually look at the numbers, a huge number of people um, who have been admitted will actually have either type 2 diabetes and or obesity, um, in addition to being old, of course. Uh, Sorry, not in addition to being old. Being old is a a risk factor. Not everyone is actually old. But for those who are admitted, a large number are going to be um, obese or type 2 and or type 2 diabetic. Does does obesity raise the risk of catching COVID-19 in the first place? Or or does it make its progression worse? Or does it increase the likelihood of dying? Or or all three of those? Mm. So at the moment, there is no evidence which indicates that carrying too much fat increases your likelihood of getting infected. That being said, we don't have the full data, right? Because we're not we're not screen, screening asymptomatic people. We're only getting an idea of what happens when you actually make it into into hospital. But there is no reason to imagine why uh, your body size um, would affect the likelihood of you getting infected. But what is clear is it definitely plays a role in the progression of the disease and eventually into mortality um, as well. Uh, what makes it such a potentially lethal mix, uh, obesity and, and COVID-19? Um, the real answer is we, we still probably don't know. OK, 
Okay, so what do we? I think it's unlikely to be mechanical, meaning that it's unlikely to be size in of itself. So some people have talked about, for example, too much fat on the chest pressing down on the on the lungs, therefore making it difficult to breathe. Um, this is less likely. The reason why is because when you when when one becomes intubated then you're actually forcing air directly into the lungs. And this is going to be independent of how much fat is actually putting, um, pressing down on your lungs. So I think it's unlikely to be mechanical. It's probably going to be down to your metabolic risk. Okay, now, I, so I guess the question is, why is it dangerous to carry too much fat? And we have to look at that first. So people misunderstand what happens when people gain weight or lose weight. They think that you gain fat cells and lose fat cells. And that's actually not true. You have to consider your fat cells like balloons, okay? So they get bigger when you gain weight and they get smaller when you lose weight. Now, the safest place to store fat is going to be in your fat cells because that's your professional fat storing organ. Where people end up getting into trouble is when the fat cells become full, so to speak, and that fat is no longer stored in fat cells, but they go to other places. So they go to your skeletal muscle, they go to your liver, and then it begins to cause all kinds of problems. There's ectopic fat, okay? And so, but the interesting thing is different people um, have differing uh, levels of safe fat storage capacity. So famously, for example, East Asians, South Asians in particular, cannot carry their weight as well, okay, before getting ill because they have lesser, they have a smaller safe fat carrying capacity, unlike white people or Polynesians, for, for that matter, who can carry an awful lot of fat, of fat before becoming ill. Okay. Now, another interesting thing is that men have a lower safe fat st storage capacity compared to women, okay, because of biology. So women can store safely store a lot more fat than men. So this is interesting because what are the risk factors for actually mor morbidity Okay, uh, so another serious illness with COVID infection. A, it disproportionately affects men, and I said that that's you, you know. B, it disproportionately affects uh, people of um, Black Asian minorities. Okay, as this has become the situation as well, and men have a lower safe fat storage capacity, and Asian people in particular have a lower lower safe fat uh, storage capacity, and interestingly, they both suffer particularly from the morbidity of, um, of COVID. So once again, I'm not giving a, a, a cause, uh, uh, a causation scenario here. I'm giving you an association, but I think it's very interesting and this is what people are looking into at the moment. Is this a particularly novel um, um, set of relationships or is it a set of relationships that has existed um, you know, as long as there has been metabolic disease in populations as a whole, and COVID nineteen is one more factor on top of it. Is that how it works? That's an interesting question. I don't know the answer to that um, because I think, well, look, I think your risk of metabolic disease clearly would then give you a risk of something else. So, so we know, for example, that obesity. Um, is a risk factor for type 2 diabetes. And obesity is, there, is then a risk factor for certain cancers, for uh, hypertension, high blood pressure, uh, for cardiovascular disease as well. And is it all linked? Is it the fact that if you are not carrying your fat where you're supposed to be storing it, so you're storing it in other places? Because one of the things is uh, with COVID is, is this ectopic fat 
not only going into your muscle, your liver, but is it going into your lung cells, for example? I don't know the answer, but this is this is plausible. Um, you know, is this ectopic fat, if you're getting heart disease, going into your heart? Is it going into your liver, giving you other problems? So I think that if your cells, your professional cells, be there, be breathing, beating, um, doing all kinds of things they're supposed to be doing, if you suddenly stuff them with fat to a toxic level, they probably begin to then influence the functioning capacity of those of those particular cells. So I think it's not the fact that it's fat per se, but it's where the fat is and what is it doing to those cells and their professional role. This this might be an unfair question, but do you mm. think the high rates of obesity in the UK have uh, contributed in large part to the high rates of COVID-19 infection and death? I think it's a reasonable hypothesis to state and I think we'll have to look at to see what the data what the data shows. I think similar data has been similar hypotheses have been emerging from the United States, um, in which they're saying that well, hang on a second, how come we're getting more severe? Um, how come we're getting more uh, uh, severe rates of morbidity and mortality in the South, you know, uh, of of the United States? Where uh, obesity levels are actually are actually higher, so it's a hypothesis. I think it's a reasonable one to state in order to um, and 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 to test the other thing, um, which is uh, which increases your risk is your socioeconomic class. Okay, it's an inverse relationship. So the lower your socioeconomic class, the lower your privilege, the higher the risk you are of getting uh, into severe issues with COVID infection. But this, sadly, uh, is not unique to COVID. The lower your socioeconomic class, where you sit on a totem pole of, uh, of, of privilege, increases your, increases your risk for all disease, all disease. And so I think what we're seeing here is COVID just being another disease that will disproportionately affect you if you um, are not in a position to be as healthy as you possibly can. Charles Yeo, you've clarified a lot with this. Thank you so much for coming on the on the podcast series. Thank you so much for having me. Around the Table is a personal production of Dr. Tess Bird and Professor Stanley Uliajak, who are anthropologists of food and nutrition and of household uncertainty and insecurity. The opinions and ideas expressed are solely those of the contributors and podcasters and do not reflect the opinions of any university body. The music in this episode is by Blue Dot Sessions. Thank you for tuning in.
Uh, you're a neuroendocrinologist. 